Ponce y viene el Cholo. Welcome back to Goals and Boards, everyone. I am excited. We have a watch along. Unfortunately, pew, pew, pew. Us, right? But as always, I'm your host, Gio. With me is Mr. Phil Levanco. How are you doing today, buddy? I don't know. I, I probably should have. I feel like a Greek uncle just wearing a black V-neck bald like this. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong I don't with know. that. There's something like I got to trim the beard or something. <laughs> oh, hey, you know what? At least you have a nice. Beard. I'm going full Lupio on you, Gio. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Everyone, as you're trickling in, as you're joining, uh, you know, my message is always, if you are new to the show, welcome. Make sure you subscribe, hit that bell icon, hit that like button, hit, hit some comments down at the bottom. We love it. Uh, if you're not, if you're not new and you're just returning, share it, share it. And if you're new, share it, yeah. share it, share it, keep sharing. And if you're listening to us the next day or the day after that, or before next show, Hey, on Spotify, Apple, hit that follow button, drop mm -hmm. a rating drop a comment, ask questions. We have it all there for you. We love the engagement. Let's keep it up. All right, Phil, what are we doing right now? So we're doing a little watch along, right? We're watching Milwaukee, Texas in Mesquite Arena. It's currently 2-1 wave. They jumped out to a 2-0 lead before, I think it was Mendez scored the goal to yep. cut the lead in half. We've already had uh, I'll I'll say uh, an unfortunate challenge um, <laughs> from the wave uh, on an elbow uh, or a perceived elbow uh, on uh, Ricardo Cavallo, who ended up talking his way into uh, the box for for five minutes. Right, so pulled himself out of the game for five minutes. Uh, pretty much a must win game for the for the wave tonight. Wouldn't wouldn't you argue that? I would argue that I would, I definitely would argue that I think this is a very important game for them. And these results mean a lot. Yeah. No, and not, not just results. I think moral victory just, it means a lot. Uh, I will say the goals for the wave have been scored by Ian Bennett and Cesar Correa, which. Right. And I owe you an apology because Correa is a little player. I, you, you asked Willie about him. You know, on our Monday show, and I was like, "What is this question about?" Like, you know, and and but he's he's balling out a little bit. I give you credit. That was a that was a very efficient finish from him to open up the scoring tonight. I I, I aside from his like playing ability, I like this guy's attitude on the field and just like he's just man every time like he's just fun to watch. I I think he's gonna be big for the wave. I mean, yeah, he's, he's stealing goal, stealing goal for the first one. Right, we should we should mention too the reason this game is massive for the wave is because they're on their little road trip right now, right? Uh, you know, they're they're on their gauntlet trip. Kansas City did theirs before, and now Milwaukee's doing theirs. So on Tuesday night, they played in Arena Monterey against the Flash, and I think Geo the score line will be a little deceiving here. It ended up being nine four Flash, right? Yeah. But they were in pretty much control most of this game uh, at its largest right flash were up six nothing um and seven one right so milwaukee sort of moving the chess pieces around right willie did not start that game 
Augie Ray started for the wave and, and Willie is obviously back in the net for this all important one. Right. So, so, so even Milwaukee kind of a little squad rotation acknowledging, you know, that maybe that flash game wasn't the best for their number one to be diving around um, stopping, you know, all of those shots. The, they ended up with 20 shots on goal, the flash um, in that game. Right. So, Little a little a little squad rotation for that Tuesday night one. Yeah, and they were without a few players, right? They were they were without uh um Carvalho. They were, I think also uh Breno wasn't there. Well Breno hasn't been there for some time. Uh so that it was a few it was a few players that they were they were missing clearly. They were missing, they were trying to do some rotation, as you said. And uh now most of their guys are back and we'll see how this game goes. I think they felt like they had a better chance here, which I wouldn't disagree. I would not disagree at all. I mean, if if, if I had to take a bet against Outlaws or Monterrey, <laughs> I put my yeah. chips on Outlaws. <laughs> yeah, and you, you, I, we're getting to the portion of the season. We're halfway through, and we'll sort of talk about halfway stuff right um, later in the show. But, you know, we're starting to get to the point in the season where every game matters, every point matters, right? We've talked about it all season that the standings are well, you know, the 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 playoff spots are very tight, right, this year, right? And and you know, sort of seeding is going to become important too now in both conferences as well, right? So Milwaukee's currently sitting in second place with 24 points, tied with Utica, right? Yeah. So they have a chance to sort of you know, get a jump on this second place and and really sort of what you were talking about before, right? Avoid that Monterey Flash first round matchup, right? So seeding now is becoming all important. Uh, so before we continue here and talking about dive, there's, there's been some news around the league. I, I want to make sure we get these news out of the way yeah. so that we, we can focus on the league. I want to start with a team that's close to you and that's Utica City. Uh, their player Nate, uh, captain Nate the Bordeaux. Captain. Yeah. Nate Bordeaux has. They have put an announcement out there that he is, I think, potentially out for the rest of the season due to injury, set uh surgery. It, it is requiring surgery. It's a tough blow, but I love the fact that they had this communication out. Well, it's it's you said it was close to me. It's close to you know my heart too, right? Because Nate right. has been around since I've been around, sort of up here, and he's really one of the pillars of Utica City, right? Since they've moved from Syracuse, you know, along with you know Bo, who retired this year, and Andrew Coughlin and Logan Roberts, right? So Nate was really one of the one of the pillars of the team, right? And he hasn't played a minute all year. Bo retires, so he is sort of. You know, instead of the co-captain sharing the duties, he is now officially the captain of this team. And it, and it breaks my heart that um, this injury happened and sort of, you know, especially with everything going on um, with him playing wise, right? Sort of getting this role being elevated to captain. He got a call up to the futsal camp as well mm -hmm. um, in the off season. So things were really sort of, you know, falling falling his way. And to, uh, you know, it was a very heartfelt message from him, uh, you know, a very emotional post that they put out. Kudos that they put it out as well. Uh, I'm sure he sort of was the driving force behind that post. And, you know, it's, it's you know, all I can say is get better soon. 
you know, take care of your yeah. health, take care of your body. Um, and you know, like it's, he's, he's, he's one of the good guys, right? So any, anytime one of the good guys gets hurt for the year, it sucks. 100% agree with that. 100%. So speedy recovery, hope everything goes well and you would definitely be missing Utica. Another, another, let's transition over to the West. Another piece of news. I am not going to try to pronounce these names, but Chihuahua has released two of their quote unquote big signings from Brazil. I am so intrigued by this because I think it has to do with visas, even so in Mexico, even so in US. And I, these were some big names from, you know, seven aside from futsal that had some big pedigree. I mean, their followings were huge. I'm talking like 70K and like 60K. And they played one game and two games, and then they just disappeared. So it's um, it's unfortunate that the Visa Monster strikes again. And I, I will say Chihuahua has figured it out, and I think they're trying to move on with the players and keys and pieces they have. Well, they're, they're certainly, you know, they certainly made a big push, uh, an announcement in the offseason when they signed these guys, right? And yes, the visa monster, it's its not just a U.S. issue, right? It's also a Mexico issue as well for these clubs. So, you know, it, it I think on the playing field, I think Chihuahua is going to be okay, right? They, they seem to have addressed whatever um, has been sort of bothering them and and honestly what's been bothering them really is playing monterey a lot right <laughs> i think um you know we'll sort of see a course correction in their schedule they haven't they have a new coach as well a new goalkeeper um so whatever issues that were there and let's not pretend they weren't right when you when you change coach and you change your goalkeeper and, and i think they've brought in a couple other players as well and you've released these guys that you know you've you've had some connections in, in Brazil for, um, you know you're you're rebuilding on the fly here right now. Now they're talented enough to fix it as they go, but um, you know in in the sports world you want to make sure you've got all your ducks in a row, uh, and to be sort of rebuilding the plane while it's in midair is is certainly an alarm bell. Yeah, uh, you, you, great point. They did add, uh, obviously, Reynoso um, Geninho has been the the new head coach. But another player they did, did sign was Edgar Tovar. And he, for those that don't remember him or just, you know, that name sounds familiar. He spent majority of his time in San Diego, started his career in Monterrey. Last year, he was with Monterrey, actually had 25 points mm. in 22 games. So that's not a small amount of points for him to just drop off out of nowhere. And uh, Chihuahua, obviously, Geninho ha- trusts him and has experience with him because they did play back back in the day when he was playing. Uh, brought, some, brought him to Chihuahua, first two games, already two assists. I think he's going to be a good signing for them. Time will tell if he's still who he was. But, uh, I, yeah, I think Chihuahua is in the course correct slash rebuild that they do have one more game against Monterrey, just one more. But besides that, there's it's, I think it's uphill for them. So before we get to the next piece of news, we should just say we've hit halftime. 
at Mesquite Arena. They're they're doing a lot of yeehawing over there, which is why it caught my attention. <laughs> um, but a fascinating first half. So do, do we want to do thoughts on the first half now, or do we want to sort of get through one of our news items first? Uh, for I well, I think this is a quick news piece, and then sure, let's uh, do it. We, we, yeah, uh, big shout out to our boy Eric Berger, who I, big fan. We are big fans, more so fans. We're we're friends of you, and we really enjoy everything you do. So we really want to express our congratulations for being selected to be part of this ten ten series that is in celebration of 10 years of masl that is a huge a huge you know stone or you know milestone milestone that's yeah it's a nice round number right yeah it's a nice round number 10 years yeah it's 10 years that's not no small fee for any league so a shout out to masl and a shout out to eric for being the guy that's gonna lead this celebration congratulations my friend now we can get into the all right, all right. Now we can get into it. <laughs> uh you wanna you wanna start? Yeah, so I'll start. So it's two one at halftime, right? Shots are incredible, right? So shots right now are 16-15 Texas, but 14 of those 16 Texas shots were in the second quarter. I'd have to do some research. The last time Texas only had two shots on goal in a period, Nuts. that's kind of wild. Yeah. Right. And and I'd sit here and I'd argue, too, that, you know, we're talking about the wave side of it and how they need these points. I mean, I, I would imagine Texas want these points, too. Right. I mean, they're in a dogfight with San Diego. They've got an opportunity to, you know, keep San Diego to claim that first place in the West, you know, avoid a Chihuahua series in the first round, right? So, I mean, they're, so San Diego and Texas are both tied on 21 points. They have a matchup looming in early February. Um, but this is a good signal, right? Texas needs these points as well. Um, the lone goal for the Outlaws scored by Sebastian Mendes. So they've kept Morales off the score sheet so far. In this half, he hit the post, I, I think, in the first uh, quarter, if I'm not mistaken, haven't really sort of seen much of the second quarter, if I'm honest, right? But from what I've seen so far, um, you know, Milwaukee doing a good job of containing the stars, right? The, for Texas, uh, David Ortiz is back on the field as well, and and really sort of controlling the ball too, as as Willie pointed out to us on Monday, right? They they they're a possession based team in the first half. And and that really that really came to light in in this one. Something they couldn't do um against Monterey who were just really all, all over the ball and pressing pressing like like swarming bees. It should be noted that uh Milwaukee is without uh, Super Mario or Alvarez and also without Mauricio Leite, who has been huge for them. I mean, they're, they're two leading scorers, right? Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's what what Milwaukee is doing right now is very impressive without those two key pieces, right? And Texas, they're just obviously they're going to find their groove. Let's let let's see how it goes. But you would think they would find their groove. Uh, the battle between Mike Jones and um, uh, t- well, I shouldn't say Mike Jones, Tony Walls, Dantas, and then on the other side, Mike Jones and and Ian has been definitely fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. 
And Ian snuck away. He's got a goal on the night. Cesar Correa, we said, had the other one. It'll be an interesting – well, these two coaches, too, are, are, are really sharp at adjustments as well, right? We, we've, we've talked about uh, Giuliano and the way that he can sort of impact game, making halftime adjustments. We saw that against the Utica one and, and Tattoo, of course, you know. Um, has been a has been, has been a great coach for for Texas this entire time, right? He's he's guided this team and sort of has his fingerprints everywhere on the roster. So, um, very curious to see the tactical battle that happens here in in the second half for sure. If you were if you were if you were to put your 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 coaching hat on, how would you say Texas has to adjust or Milwaukee has to adjust? You you take one, I'll take the other. Sure. To, to Which one do you want to be? I'll take the other one. I'll be Texas. You want me to be Texas? All right, be Texas. So if I was Texas, what I would do is I would try to grab the ball. I'd try to play a little bit more possession. What I really try to do is draw Milwaukee out, right? We have these young flyers, right? We have Mendez and we have Morales and we have um, um, Ortiz. And, and I would really do everything I can to suck them out of their shape so we can hit them down the wings, right? I think that battle between Dantas and... And Tony Walls, as you're talking about, I think if we can get Vinny on the score sheet, um, to, you know, to soften them up on the inside, that would be great. But I would really try to use our speed, you know, and, and sort of, um, you know, our, it's I'm going to say corner play. I know I'm not using the right ter- terms, but you know, our our yeah, wing play, right? I'm going to focus focus you're wide. Looking for the isolations on that. Yeah, outside. I want to play iso ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Uh, so what I would do, what I would do is I would actually come out of our shell. Uh, I, I would not sit so deep. I think I would do more so of a mid midfield press and not sit so deep because we don't have the likes of um, Mauricio. We don't, or Leite, I should say, we don't have the like of Alvarez who are two huge defenders. Right? Yeah. These are two key defenders that not only defend, but they put up points. So I would like a little bit more cushion for Willie B. So I would kind of hold possession upfield and high press not so high but maybe half court press and try to control the ball there give us time to to play use this the speed from huffman use the speed from cesar correa or and you know you have you have tony walls use it have been ben close his eyes and just rip a shot i'm kidding obviously <laughs> that's gonna end up in a group chat geo as we find out it's i love it i love it no but really you know have have him try if they if they are going to press Huffman if they're going to press Ian other players are going to be open you're going to have Carvalho that might have some space you're going to have Ben Raymond that's going to have some space just use him and Sanchez has been huge has been a huge stepping up at least for this game why not use him give him some shine Willie's been good this game. Poyo's been good so far. They both have a spectacular save each. I don't know. I, I sort of, if, if I hear those adjustments, I think I like my game, right? Because if you're going to come out, right, that's exactly what I want. I can get in behind the defense of yours and sort of try to use my speed. So it'll be interesting for sure. That is a jacket on Mr. Bastavansky <laughs> for this MASL in five. Did you see that? Good Lord. I did. I did see it. I that did looked like it. wallpaper. The other game that's going on this afternoon, this evening, I uh, this evening afternoon. What are you? It's nine know. o'clock at right. night. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I mean, it could be afternoon. Are you in Hawaii? What's happening? That's what I'm saying. Uh, so this evening slash night, if you're in the East Coast, 
is the Tacoma versus Empire. That's supposed to start at 10 p.m. Eastern, about a little uh, little under 40, 40 minutes from now. This is a good game. I think it's a it's a very important game as far as standings are concerned. If I was to ask you, Phil, who needs this game more? I love this question. Who I love this are you question. So, you know, I'm going to take the stars. <laughs> I think the stars need this game more. Let's be honest, right? The stars are sick of playing the soccers. <laughs> they get at home. In front of their crowd, they get the Empire Strikers, right? A team that has a minus 24 goal differential. And this this game, if if the stars wanna make some noise, and if the stars wanna be taken as like, you know, someone in the, that can do some damage in the playoffs, they obviously have to take care of these games, especially at home, right? So um I think there's more pressure and I think the impetus is on the stars to sort of go out and really put a statement win on the board tonight. I will say that I would agree with you. I, I think, I think the stars needed just to add more cushion for them. I, I, I think stars have been taking care of the games they are supposed to take care of. So I don't see why they wouldn't. The other thing is, they have two more games against San Diego. One is playing this weekend. Later. One is Sunday, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the next one isn't till their their second to last game of the season. They're gonna they're gonna take another Cali road trip, which they're gonna be uh, playing San Diego March 30th, and then March 31st they're gonna play the Empire. So, with that in mind, I think this is crucial points for them to pick up because you know they're playing San Diego. You know that's a tough game for them. Yeah. Now let's talk about the Empire side a little bit this weekend, right? Empire is playing tonight at Tacoma, and then they go on Sunday and they have a home game against the Ambush. So absolutely a winnable game against the Ambush on Sunday. So the Empire can be sitting here, right? And if they pick off points against the Stars, who are six points ahead of them, and then the Stars play San Diego again. All of a sudden, if that's a six-pointer, right, that's six points from Empire this weekend, we're looking at them tied with Tacoma for that final playoff spot. So as much as we both agree that we we think that it's the Stars that have the pressure on for this one, if Empire can, can do some damage, right, pick off this win, which would be an upset, don't get me wrong, right? Mm -hmm. If they can pull the upset in Tacoma and then – Take care of business this weekend against the ambush. I mean, we've got that that door is busted open for that last playoff spot in the West, which would be a massive accomplishment for Empire, considering the way the season started and all the turnover that we've talked about ad nauseum. Would you say uh, this is kind of left field, but would you say Empire is the St. Louis of the West? I would not say Empire is the St. Louis of the West because Empire has star power. Mm hmm. Um, and I think that's the one thing that St. Louis sort of lacks is that star power. Um, I, you know, I think they are, they have to play every game ugly and dirty and drag everything in the mud, right? Because they won't sort of, you know, offensively overwhelm a team, right? So I think Empire have that in them with the talent that they have. I think, um, you know, Marco Fabian has been like an amazing signing for them. He's probably going to be newcomer of the year. Um, you know, he's, he is to this league, 
um, what Messi was to MLS, especially for the social team, right? Every time he scores, we're putting out their goals. So <laughs> I think, um, you know, I, I think they've got it in them. I, I Miatovic has been good for them too, right? Like I, you know, they've, yeah. they've, they've, they've been good. So it's, it's the star power for me that gets empire over St. Louis, but a good question. All right, so we're going to stick with this last this game, and I'm going to ask one last question. If Tacoma was to get a W this game, this game, this after, this evening, I almost said afternoon. You're still in Hawaii time. What are we doing? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Would that mean the end of Empire's playoff dreams? I think so. Ooh. I think so. And, 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 and I think that's sort of – I don't think anything sort of shocking sort of happens – you know, with our analysis here, right? We always said that they'll probably come April be a decent team that we said, oh, they just left too many points on the table early on. Yeah. And that's sort of playing the script right now. They've changed over that roster a lot, even since the start of the season. Um, you know, but yeah, I, I think I think it's sort of the end. I think Tacoma's gonna be distancing themselves a little bit. Um, you know. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. yeah. I, I I think Empire losing this game, if they lose this game, they're going to be looking at a Baltimore situation where they'll be looking pretty much on the outside unless yeah. they get external help, unless Tacoma, uh, one of the teams just fall apart. And that that's a that's a t- that's a tough situation, which I don't think will happen. I don't think Texas right. is going to fall apart like they did last year, barring injury, right? Which is always sort of the caveat to all of this. Not yeah. that we want anyone to get hurt ever, right? Um, yep. But that was that coincided with their swoon as well. I think they're a little little deeper this year to to co- to coincide. We've got the second half kicking off here um, in Mesquite, but yes, I, I don't think I think it's pretty much over. Um, if, if they lose this game, but it's going to be a fun one. Right. And I'm looking forward to my friend, Andrew Harvey's call and, and, and Peyton as well to sort of, you know, I, I got to be honest with them though. I'm not sure I'm going to be staying up for the whole game. We're going to see, <laughs> we're going to see. We'll, we'll de- I'll definitely Those be 10 o'clock starts for tough at least, his, at least half old body. because uh, I you promise know. you, I promise you half. That's yeah, what half. I'll get you. Half, half, definitely for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right, let, let's let's move on to the games that are going to happen. We're gonna yeah. start with a scenario, then we'll move into awards, and then we'll do some 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 quick fire. Uh, maybe so, I might come up with a question for you or two in the process. Sure, I I I will indulge it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's 11 games this weekend, right? It's what a lot of games. <laughs> Six last weekend. We got 11 games. This is a lot of you know double game weekends for a lot of teams. I'm looking at the schedule now. Somehow Chihuahua got away with not. Having a double weekend game. Well, they um, did have a double last weekend, so maybe. Okay, well, they had a double. I just remember when the schedule was really packed last time around, they somehow got away with not having one. It looks like Baltimore and Harrisburg get away without having a double. No, Harrisburg plays Utica on Friday and then yeah. Saturday, right? So it's Baltimore yep. who gets away with it. Oh, we've got, we've got a review here. Let's see if I can see what we're doing. Let's do a live under review. Mm, I, I have no idea what we're looking at. This makes for a terrible podcast. Oh, a handball? Oh, is that wow. what we're doing? We're handball. Yeah. Let's see. I don't see a handball. Okay. I don't, I don't see, see anything. Nothing. Let's move on. Okay. Let's All move right. On. <laughs> 
So we, you mentioned two of the teams that we want to talk about. We're talking about Utica. Utica, just just to paint the picture, uh, Utica plays Harrisburg in the Equine Arena on Friday 26th at 7.35. And then they have a short turnaround time to head back home and have Kansas City come, and they're going to play them at 3.05, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that that's one half. And then the other half of this question I'm going to lay out to you is Milwaukee. Obviously, they're playing right now. They're playing it against Texas and Mesquite. And then they're going to go home, invite the Monterey Flash, who kind of look like they gave him a stop him, but there's there's some some caveats. And they play him really well. Every, every both games against Monterey at Pantherina have gone to OT, right? So right. So they play and, really but, but, tough. Here's the thing: it's a 105 kickoff, right? So that's yeah. a very oh, unusual. Oh, oh, that actually might be a handball. Might be a oh, handball here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. Hand. yeah. I didn't yeah, see yeah, that. They didn't rewind it. it enough. They didn't rewind it enough. That is not a natural position either. That is a handball in the box. In oh, the I box. don't know if it's in the box yet. We still got to do that. No, it's in the box. Oh, it's close. You got to. They haven't froze it at the exact point of contact yet. But that's a handball. Uh, all right. So here's the question: How important is are these two wins for Utica versus how realistic is it for Milwaukee to get points on these two games? So I think if you're Milwaukee, you are going to try to get points off of Monterey, right? You're you're you've got a you had a long week, right? And 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 you've got to play the undefeated team again in your barn, which you've always played them close, but. I think ooh, no reversal. Interesting. <laughs> so down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we've already recorded for this week, so this one might. Um, <laughs> I if you if you're Milwaukee, you want you want some points, right? You want some you want some points tonight to catapult you, um, to that Monterey game as well, right? So Utica is obviously rooting for the Outlaws and rooting for the Flash in these couple of games. They've got a tough one as well against Kansas City, right? Because Kansas City is going to be looking to sort of course correct. They don't have a lot of travel, right? So they're going to be sitting and waiting Mm -hmm. for Utica in this game as he quickly scans the schedule just to make sure. So this is a tough spot for Utica City, right? right? They want revenge. They want revenge. Last two games against Utica have been losses. They've been overtime losses. They probably um, are... You know, a little bit fueled by what happened at Cable Dahmer with the you know comeback from Utica City. Um, you know, so they didn't reverse it, but they got a question. blue card. I'm sorry, they didn't reverse it, but they got a blue card. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't. If the if the review was for a penalty, that's not a penalty. Mm, I got you. So I think this actually might be the proper call. Got it. Um, cause it, it, it was, it yeah. Anyway, um, I think, and I'm going to, I'm going to hold your feet to the fire too, as well. Right. I think we're going to see Utica get three points in Harrisburg. I do not see them getting three points against Kansas city. Um, and then I see Milwaukee sort of, well, you know, I, I, I think we're going to be, I think Utica is going to be three points ahead of them come out of the weekend. Hmm. Uh, so let's kind of lay out a scenario. Right now, Milwaukee is 
obviously not taking this game into consideration. Milwaukee is sitting in second place with 24 points with 12 games. Utica has a game of hand with 11 games and 24 points. So they're, they're dead even on the points. Uh, I don't understand. I guess it's goal differential. No, it's not even goal differential because Utica has plus 23. So anyways, <laughs> that's not the point. We're not going to. Is, is it home wins? I got I should have read this before. I don't know. It is home wins. You are a hundred percent correct. It is home wins. Yeah. So that is the uh, the the uh, what is the tiebreaker that has Milwaukee in? Oh, it's in wins. Place. Yeah, it's just regular regular, not home wins. Regular, just is regulation really? wins and just straight up wins. Oh well, of which Milwaukee has them. Sure, it's literally <laughs> there, staring me in the face. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so then, so then, they both have. Two game weekend. Milwaukee has the the heavier lift with yes. obviously Texas right now, Monterrey in in two days, and then I think Utica. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you. I think Utica has an easier game. Obviously, the turnaround time from from uh, Harrisburg to Kansas City is way short, but I think them getting the points against Harrisburg is huge because. This is a tough game for Milwaukee. I mean, we're in the third quarter and it's a two-one game. Come on. Yeah, and I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if Milwaukee pulls this one out. It'd be such a big win for them. It really would. It would. Man, it would. It would. Sh- it would shut idiots up like me very quickly, right? <laughs> that, send that one through the group chat as well. I'm sure. Um, hey, well, I mean, if they get this win, Utica they get gets this win, Harrisburg. Then they're then they're level again on 27 points. Yeah, coming yeah. out because I don't. I do. I, I think Kansas City takes the game against Utica in the Adirondack Bank Center. I, I just think the motivation is there for Kansas City to sort of – they cannot be happy with that Mexican trip, um, you know, and, and let's be honest, the level from what they played to Utica is a bit more their speed. So I, I, I just don't see a full-strength Kansas City. Who knows what they're going to travel to Utica, right? But yeah. Full-strength I will say – if Utica does get the points, it gives Baltimore some hope. So it does. It's it's. I think it's false hope, right? Because we're eleven points. That's a lot of points to make up. Well, no, no, no. If 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 they lose, if they lose, I'm assuming Baltimore beats Harrisburg, which we'll get into here in a little bit. Yep. But I'm assuming Baltimore beats Harrisburg. So then it's only a six. Uh, Seven or six points. No, right now they're what twenty-two and eleven. It'd be eight. So, yeah. Realistically, they're two. They're right. three games in hand. They can do it. They can do this it. This is a this is a really tight game we're watching here between Milwaukee and Texas. I remember last time we did this, it was I think it was one of the it was Monterey playing right, and we yeah. were just goals were flying left, right, center, right. So this one, this is a tight. This is a cagey game. That that penalty that Texas had. Um, was successfully killed off by Milwaukee. And those are the moments that if Milwaukee win this one, they're going to look to, right? You know, that was a huge power play chance for the outlaws. That they didn't capitalize on. Well, you know, you got you to test Poyo, make sure he's paying attention, right? I mean, it's yeah. a 2-1 game. You might as well try these. They're not exactly the liveliest of boards either, right? So the ball's just going to kind of land right there. Very true. Very yeah, true. And if you're if you're Texas, you have to keep you have to keep you have to get the pace of play up. You really have to run 
a veteran Milwaukee team around right now and get those tired legs, those traveled legs, right? Milwaukee is doing a great job of controlling the tempo of this game. Texas has not, Texas has not gotten a hold of it. That was a big stop by the Gita. That was a big yeah. stop. Uh, Phil, do you want to go into quick fire before we do the awards? I think that'll be just a good I think I think it makes forward. sense. I think it makes sense. It'll tie up all of the games mm-hmm. this weekend. So let's do some quick fire geo. Okay. First okay. question Does Dallas get any points this weekend? Dallas at the Corner Sport Arena on Friday night. And then they head to Mesquite to play the Texas Outlaws in the barbecue derby. Any points for Dallas? I say they get one point because of the overtime in Mesquite or with Mesquite. Wow. That would be a massive point, and that would be a massive point that Texas dropped as well Yeah, if that happens. Okay. Next question. Does St. Louis get any points this weekend? Once again, St. Louis Saturday at Pechanga Arena, and then the ambush go to Toyota Arena in Ontario, California, to face the Empire Strikers. Do the St. Louis ambush get any points this weekend? So real quick, you're not going to answer these questions? No, nobody needs to hear. No, te- Dallas is not getting any points this weekend. Next All right. That's, <laughs> that's fair. Uh, so I think St. Louis splits this weekend, obviously losing in Pachanga and taking some points to Toyota. I think so, too. I think. <laughs> I think. Uh, actually, you know what? No, I don't think they get any points. I think Empire wins that one. Because I think <laughs> I think the West is better than the East, and I think travel stinks, right? And I think you, you always have to grade on the curve when you come to travel. That's fair. That's fair. Next question, and this is going to upset some of our San Diego fans. I've got a ton of fans in San Diego. This is going to upset those San Diego fans. Is there anything about this weekend that matters? Right? San Diego, they're going to play the ambush on Saturday night, and they go to Tacoma on Sunday. It only matters if they drop points. So if they don't drop points, it doesn't matter because I think their biggest focus comes week 11. And it's on a Thursday, so I, I don't think so. Sorry, San Diego, yeah. you don't matter. I I, well, I don't want to be that harsh, but San Diego is in this rarefied air of that very few games. Yeah, you know, a, a signal something, right? They're going yeah. to they're they're most likely going to outpace St. Louis five six goal victory, right? Um, and then they'll come around and they have to travel to Tacoma, right? And and we know the travel. Um, you know, drama that happened with them earlier in the season, right? So, you know, we, we, so they're going to travel to Tacoma, right? Who knows what the sort of squad rotation would be? Good save, Poyo. Um, who who knows? Who knows what kind of squad rotation? If they do any as well, right? They might. They might. I mean, they might pull one of those classic. Boris plays a half. X Man plays the second half. Oof! What a goal. I was just about to say something. So Milwaukee has been doing that uh, that that higher pressure that I was talking about, and Pollo definitely took advantage of that. Well, that's what I'm seeing. If you draw them up, then you got them on the run, and when you have Milwaukee on the run, you have the speed well, it, advantage. It shouldn't, it shouldn't have been Huffman making that chase. Huffman should that's have a classic. That is a classic Mendez goal, too, right? Right foot, just roof job. <laughs> yeah. And and but I Huffman shouldn't have not been the one chasing him, you know. But that's my point. If you get Milwaukee on the run, right, you're gonna have the advantage because your legs are just 
you know, you're you're faster. You're a faster team, and they're tired legs from Tuesday. So I I really like Andrew Andrew Haynes. Yeah, really I do. Like I, Andre Haynes, but he's got to come through. With, I don't know why I say Andrew. I don't know. He's got to come through with a goal here, right? Yeah, very true. Uh, but back to San Diego. I think, I think um, Tacoma. There, the, that game is a lot more interesting. I think Tacoma could potentially cause some little havoc. I don't know if it's enough to steal points for them, but uh, honestly, your weekend is is written out for you, San Diego. You should be happy that we're telling you you don't matter. You move on. You take your six points. Enjoy life. You're 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 not saying anything wrong. That that I will. I'm, I am curious about that Tacoma game because Tacoma is just. They've got them in their place. It's all set up for Tacoma to give them a really serious run, right? Um, it would only be poetically correct. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. Last question in this one. Does Harrisburg get their first win? Oh, Vinny. You just scuff. No, I don't want to say that. Oh, Vinny another one. Vinny. Oh, no. Willie's down. Oh, Willie's down. We oh, want no. Willie to be healthy. Oh no, Willie! Did he, did he hit his head? He hit his head on the save. I don't know. He's he's holding his ribs. I don't want to speculate anything here. No, no, he's holding his head, my friend. Okay, I'm... we just want Willie to be healthy. Yes. Even if that means he's got to come out, Willie, we're just wishing you the best. Yeah, hundred percent. So, the question I was going to ask you is. Baltimore has not won in Harrisburg since January 29th, 2022. They have lost five of their last six appearances at the Equine Arena. So it is very much a house of horrors for the Baltimore Blast. Harrisburg has not really offered much this year, let's be honest. Fair. But does Baltimore get their first win in Harrisburg since 2020? Almost, almost. Two, years. Two full years. I do. I do think so. I I think they are much better this year on the road as opposed to at home. Uh, just just watching them, which is kind of sad to say because Baltimore's home has been like phenomenal. Um, obviously the record won't show, but just watching them play, they feel. I think because most of the players didn't play in Baltimore, they just look a little bit more comfortable. Like uh, Victor, obviously we we called him out. <laughs> well, listen, he hasn't scored. He hasn't scored in 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 four of the last five games, right? For That's Baltimore, fair. so this is a player that Baltimore sort of acquired that they expected big things out of. Yes, um, you know, and and to see them in the position they are in. Um, and to see the stat line and what it is, it's sort of it's it's a direct line for sure. Yeah, I mean, if you if you look at uh, their their away their away record, they they played Empire. It was a seven five win. Then then they went to Tacoma. It was a four seven loss, but it was a good game. Obviously, they just didn't make their shots. Then they went to, to uh, Utica. It was a five two loss, but it was a, another close game. The I think the big game that they really got outplayed in and really just didn't put away their chances was that that St. Louis game, right? Where they got beat 8-3. I think that was like the the one game that I, they they really had no chance of winning. Everything else away 
they were in it. They were in it. They could have they could have fought back. But then you look at their home their home games. Yeah. Outside of Harrisburg, St. Louis, they have to go into overtime. They lose to Utica. They lose yeah. to to Texas. And they're by four goals, if not more, right? So it's like you're looking better away from home than you are at home. So I, I think so. I, my theory on this one for Baltimore, too, is so many new players, that arena is so unique. Yeah. So to play all of your games in that arena, right, you know, it, it's it's different, and you have to adjust to it. And for someone like, you know, Victor coming in, right, I mean, he with the tropics, he had the ball on his foot all the time. Yeah. Free kick taker, you know. So to not sort of have that as much, it's difficult. Right. And also, and also you have Checo. Checo who has had space, time to do things in in Baltimore. I, places the reason why I love the small arena is they put a spotlight on you. If you are not on it, you get shown out. And Checo, not nothing against him, but he's been times where he should have done things and didn't. And that's why he's a little, you know. Mm. And then you even see it with Moy. Moy was fantastic in Utica, comes to a smaller arena, is not as comfortable. So it, it goes to show you it's yeah. not tough to, to play even if you're at home, even if you're at your home. So Willie's back up. They're, they've restarted play. It uh, looks like he, he, he slammed his head on the turf there. They gave him you know a quick concussion test. And we're just, Willie, we're just wishing for the best. Yeah. If you continue to play, um, you know, just just be healthy. Yeah. Agreed. Brad, so I we, we love that you're in the chat. Hello, Brad. I will tell you we're about to do our midseason awards. Oh, <laughs> drop them in the chat, Brad. Yeah, drop them in the chat or keep them a secret. And when you come back from your vacation, your filet us and filet us. Just 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 have it, right? Yep. Uh, Phil, do you want to do you want to run this segment? Yeah, 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 I'll run this segment, right? Okay, so we're about halfway through the season, so naturally the content gods give you this one, and you do your midseason awards. This is very, this is like, you know, in the summer, and you talk about how to fix baseball on the on the radio, right? Yeah. This is when you're in midseason, you do your midseason awards. This is straight from the content 101 playbook. So we're gonna take the big awards, right, and we're gonna give our MVP right now you ready yes okay so the first award up is the most valuable player of the msl halfway through mine is currently playing right now it is luis morales his numbers have been absolutely overwhelming gre are you he's uh, so let's let's do it this way who do you say are the three finalists for this award right now so I, if you didn't listen, I was invited to be on Off the Wall, the um, the MASL uh, podcast for protagonist soccer, and they asked me this question, and I mentioned the three horse race. Right, of the three horse race, I am looking at Zach Reggett, Luis Morales, but who I gave the MVP to, Phil, you will love this. I gave it to Berna Valdovinos. Wow. Because okay. I think a goalkeeper deserves it, and a goalkeeper has been keeping them 
in the game in situations where they had no business keeping this unbeaten run. So I'm giving it to him. I mean, he is he is number one in most categories except top saves. Right. Because the team their team is overwhelming. Yeah. Well, their I, defense I, I, their defense is the one area that's questionable, right? Yeah. Except for for what the RUB, I think the defense is questionable because yeah. a lot of teams have been able to break them and get to them. The problem is their output for goal scoring is beyond anyone else. Right. My argument for Morales is that this is this is the breakout year, right? Um, Pereira is doing Pereira things in 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 Tacoma, and Zach is doing. And I listen. My Delta Comfort seat right now <laughs> for Zach. We've we've taken a bump. That Mexico trip was a little rocky for me right now. But as I sit here, watch Milwaukee, Texas. Morales has not scored a goal yet. Right? He's only been held once. Sure this season without a goal morales he's just so talented attacking wise he scores with his left foot he scores with his right foot um that profile that michael lewis did on him if he's not scoring two goals a game he's upset so anyway right now my mvp is luis morales for sure um now goalkeeper is interesting right you mentioned goalkeeper um you would give the mvp to a goalkeeper and last year um, I said Boris Pardo was not only the goalkeeper of the year, but the MVP as well. He did not win it. So you're sort of dipping back to that frame of reference. Um, I think the finalists here are, I've got three, right? I've got Boris again, because I think he's always going to be a finalist for this award. I've got Berna Valdivinos, who you have as well. And I've got Andrew Coughlin from Utica City. Those are my three finalists at this point right now. Who is your goalkeeper of the year? Yeah, I'm actually really torn, and it's nothing to do with, um, you know, my friendship with him. But obviously, I want Berna to 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 win MVP. So naturally, you would think he would win Goalkeeper of the Year. So that that's obviously my first horse. But I think a a, a horse that no that people are sleeping on is Willie B because this guy is obviously taking Monterrey out of the question. He had the best goals against average the best next to Berna the best saves percentages obviously the wins are the question mark there but and he is a top saves the only thing that Willie B I think it's having a um not necessarily a tough time but just his his if Leite isn't on the field if if Alvarez isn't on the field he gets really peppered so he has to work really hard I mean this guy already has before this game, before this game we're watching right now, he had 135 saves. That's just telling you how much he had to work. Yeah. So, mine I don't is Berna. Know how long he can keep that that rate. <laughs> mine, mine is Berna. Brad's is Brad is Andrew. So we've got all three really. Um, yeah. Well, I, Berna well. Berna's gonna win, but I, personally, I would like to see Willie win. But Berna, I think Ber- I think Berna's gonna win. He's on top of the goals against, top of saves. He's got the most nine wins, wins, right? He's got nine yeah. wins already. He he it's interesting too. They sort of do like a little one-two in um Monterey as well. They kind of flip through both goalkeepers and, and I think Christian Hernandez is excellent as well. I love the Willie shout. Um I he's he's been on a tear. What is something like 72 saves in the last four games? He started yeah. all wins. So he's he's really on a heater right now for sure. Um 
you know, my my admiration for Andrew Coughlin is is well known on this show. Um, I think he is really holding together a a suspect Utica defense, you know, That's true. with duct tape and and chicken wire for sure. Um, but but Berna, but Berna, I think is is the goalkeeper of the year right now. Yeah. Okay, I would agree. We're gonna go to newcomer of the year, or as I'm gonna refer to it as the Marco Fabian newcomer of the year award, because I think he's far and away the favorite this is this is secretariat at belmont that is a very old-timey reference geo google it it's one of the most fantastic sports photos of all time whoa whoa how you know i don't know this i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm saying you don't know this okay that's fine i do know this because all right uh, we 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 photography is one thing i will research i won't research if it's like a I've seen the Beirut photographies. I've seen some of these yeah. home runs. Look, I, it's one of the best photos in sports history. Right, like, it's one of the best. I will. I will look at photography. I won't read the backstory to it, <laughs> <laughs> but I will admire it. Yeah. Admire the photography. Sorry. Go ahead. So, <laughs> so this award to me is the Marco Fabian Newcomer of the Year award because I think he's got a secretariat length lead over this award um you know those those guys in in kansas city can get a shout or two i'm sure chihuahua has a say i i you know is the the number 300 that they have right i think oh, he's a newcomer yeah. as well right he's been really important to them um but i think this award is well let me do it this way are you taking marco fabian or the field for this award I'm going to be a little random because okay. I really like what, what this guy has done um, for the reason of the fact that Monterrey has put importance to him. And that's Leo Costa from okay. Kansas City. The fact that yep. the announcers were talking about how much they switched their tactics to put double pressure on him because he led Kansas City on most of the attacks outside of Zach Raggett. This guy deserves a shout. Yeah, he's been he's been him and and uh Lanus, Lanus I think his name is, right? Um and who knows, maybe even the goalkeeper too, you know, if if he can unseat Neto, they've got a, a young trio in Kansas City that's going to keep them very good for very long. Um, but yeah, okay. So Brad's got a coast in Kansas City too. So I'm actually outnumbered here, um, thinking it's a Marco <laughs> Fabian award. We're gonna see. We're gonna see. Sometimes these awards, you know, are are you know, I mean, even in the bigger leagues, they're dubious, right? Sometimes. So that's fair. We'll see what happens here. By far the toughest to vote for, defender of the year, right? As as Vinny scores to give Texas. A three-two lead. Shout out to, talk- to to the to the um the view the viewer count um over a thousand oh. viewers. That's awesome. Nice. That's awesome. That was a Live- big goal too. He's been he's been Vinny's been great for Texas. He's coming up with huge goal after huge goal. He is I I the announcers that the Outlaws have described him as the changeup right after all that speed 
after all that sort of just overwhelming talent, he's a battering ram and it's a total change of style. Um, yeah. And he comes up with some massive goals for Texas. I think he's had a year where he has rediscovered who he is and he struggled after he left Baltimore after, you know, that three run championship that Baltimore had. Yeah. He's rediscovered himself. And, and I think here he's, he's doing a phenomenal job. He had a tough time in Tacoma. He had a tough time when he returned to Baltimore. This, this, this outlaw team has done wonders for him. Yeah. This is a classic sort of reinvigoration, right? You sort of lose your way for a little bit and then you join a new team with a bunch of young players and you kind of get reinvigorated. Right. Yeah. And you, and you, and you rediscover your passion. Um, and then there he goes there he again. again. Woo. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Again, look at that. Is that that no. woman is excited? Yeah, really, <laughs> really excited. Was that Tony Walls that got beat on that? Mark that down. Mark yeah. that down. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Uh, he's been asking, he's been asked to play in the back, right? Yes, he has. And they, they, I think they moved him before this, but he's been. You know, new position for him for sure. But yeah. there they are. They're going long again, right? They're stretching Milwaukee out. And they're isolating defenders like we talked about. Yeah. So so defender of the year is what the category we were on. Um, and this is a very difficult one, right? Because as I've said many times, I'm on record. As, as a voter last year, and who knows if I'm going to be a voter this year, I, I take blocks and I throw them out the window. I don't consider blocks anywhere near the stat, right? I don't know. I've been called out for calling out defenders. I, I've, been, I've been told that all defenders give up goals, but it doesn't matter the pedigree or the captaincy or any of that. So, Well, it's, 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 a, it's a game that's sort of engineered for goals, right? Even... You know, we we saw on that even 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 that last one we saw there's just a bad that's a bounce. Great right? shout, Brad. You know, that's a yeah. I mean, he's a finalist for sure. Big Rojo in Monterey. Talk about an absolute, you know, juggernaut. Just just a <laughs> signing and one of the signings of the season for sure. Um, you know, I've got Lette in there as well because 100%. Milwaukee without him. You know, I mean, he's I mean, got looking at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and he's he's putting up points like like, you know, they're giving him away at Costco. Right. So, um, I mean, he 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 doesn't just put up points. He defends so well. I mean, it's yeah. been so many times where he just shut things down. Yeah. Um, another shout. I think that, Uzi that, Uzi can be in the conversation. I don't think he's going to win it. I think he's been great, though, for Texas. I was going to go more so uh, Pino. Okay, he uh, he's yeah. he's phenomenal for for San Diego. I think anytime yeah. he's on the field for San Diego, him him and Cardenas, for me, are some of the so reasons I voted why, for last year. Why San Diego is who they are. See, defense is really difficult to sort of watch for because it's also really boring to just watch for defense. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! I I don't. I mean, listen, that's like it's like betting the don't pass line and crap. Look, why would I'm, you do that? I'm going to open up a little glimpse into my world, but I oh, literally dear. thrive. And did, we, did we enter the walls and balls section of the show? Yeah, we entered the walls and balls section. But I literally thrive and enjoy 
when strikers have their dreams torn away by a goalie, a defender. I, okay, they... I kind of love that too. That's why I like playing goal. <laughs> is I love ruining dreams. When they think they're like, oh, I'm going to take this shot because you think you have a second. And then a defender comes out of nowhere, just blocks it and just takes your dream away. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I do. I do appreciate that. Oh, that was open for Ian too. This yeah. is a big power play here. This is a big power play. David Ortiz is in the box. Uh-oh, and they have just evened it up. Well. Ah, uh, there's been a long quarter, by the way. Well, it was there was there was the injury delay for sure. Yeah. But well, we've got just under 2 minutes left. It looks like it's evened out here now. He was the last defender, too. Let's be honest here. He was the last defender. He was. He sure so, was. So be interesting to see what they call here. Because if they're going to call that blue, yeah, that's a shootout. Oh, yeah, there he goes. There he goes. And get – can we – you know what? I'm just going to write it down here. Ever so. You know, that Capelli, that MSL Capelli jacket that the refs have, why, Ryan should – why isn't Ryan why, – why hasn't one showed up in my house? That's what I well, want to know. Can I can I just throw my name in that hat? Well, <laughs> well, you know, listen. I know you're a little more important. I'm trying, but can, I'm I, trying. Can, I just, can I just throw my name in that? <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think uh, that's that's that we can wrap it up there. Yeah, we can, I, we're gonna go watch wanna, the rest of this game. Yeah, we're gonna watch the rest of this game. We'll give everyone time to 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 enjoy this game. And watch the 10 o'clock game, which should be kicking off here shortly. I Everyone, promise the first half. Promise her first half. I Everyone the first that, half. that has joined, we appreciate it. We know you are busy watching games. If you are not subscribed, please make sure you do subscribe. Hit that bell icon. Hit that like button. Drop a comment so we can answer. We love engagement. And if, if you're returning, just share it. You're new, share, 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 share. We're growing. Yeah. And we want to keep growing. And if you're listening to us, oh, there's a goal. There's a goal. It was it was a perfect goal from Huffman to let me tell you that if you're listening to us the next day on Spotify or or Apple or wherever you get your podcast, make sure you hit that follow button and drop a rating. Everyone, enjoy the rest of the games for tonight. We will see you all next week. Have a great one. Good Christ, they needed that.